You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, we're talking about a dub. The Bulls get the dub against the number one team in the NBA. We're going to break it all down right after this. (laughs) You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. That's Pat, the designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. Pat, the Bulls get a dub against the Denver Nuggets, the number one team in the NBA, a team that's only prior to this lost four games at home. We also snapped their nine-game home winning streak. And what to make of this team, bro? What do we make of this team? I don't know. (laughs) I <laughs> like uh, like it it was perfect. Thought the defensive scheme was perfect. Thought the Bulls came out. I, and now I will say, right, the, I'm not going to say perfect. Um starting a 6-1 point guard versus a 6-10 uh um small forward who shoots the three ball extremely well. It worked out a little bit for you tonight. But like honestly, dog, like it it's it's not about can you do it tonight? We've seen this all year. Billy Donovan said it in the postgame show. Can you compile it? Can you do it again? Can you keep doing it? The Bulls are a team of conundrums, bro. But I I will say this. On the positive side of it, right, Zach Levine has another big game, another game where he basically essentially just was like, I'm focusing on scoring the basketball. I think we've seen enough of a sample size of Zach Levine just going out there scoring the basketball because of how efficient he is, how focused he is looking to attack the bucket, that we can say a point guard helps his game tremendously. It takes him from here to here and makes you feel a lot better about giving him 215 million dollars when you see that he can be that player if you just throw somebody in there that can run an offense for you now the problem is how often are you going to have somebody in there that, gonna, that can run an offense for you it's neither here nor there but for tonight right like i think the, the biggest keys to tonight's game that they got me excited are uh of course patrick williams the, the other guys right that we've talked about the other guys have to come in and make plays the other guys have to come in and be able to attack the bucket and, and get to the bucket and score buckets and and make wide open shots. We saw Patrick Williams be able to do that tonight. But it's really the play of Vooch and how much they played through Vooch. And if I'm being 100% honest, right, like it's been the thing that I've said all season with Vooch. He's your best passer. He's your best back to the basket player. He's, I guess, by default up there with one of your better three-point shooters. Um, just because there's not a lot of people that take them outside of him. And he's your most consistent player on your team. Yeah. And you go to him the least. Yeah. So it was good to see them play through Vooch. It was good to see Vooch be able to take advantage of it. And listen, good job. Hats off to you. Do it again. It was good to see Vooch attack Jokic all night. Like, he just, it, it, he he didn't back down one bit. And, I, and I, this was... Probably one of the games in the most where we've seen Vooch put the ball on the floor and make a move. It's like, hey, Vooch, hey, nice to see you show up there, brother. Like, and like you said, Vooch has been the most consistent bull all season. So that's not to crap on Vooch, but like when you give Vooch the opportunity, the lane, the space 
to go to work and, and to get in his game, get in his rhythm. I think sometimes us as Bulls fans as a whole, I'm not saying me and you, but I mean like as a as a Bulls nation, forget just how effective and how good Nikola Vucevic can be. I said on my channel, and, and I know right because of what we're seeing now, people forget it. Vooch was Jokic. Yeah. Vooch was a three-point shooting, facilitating, dominating post player for the Orlando Magic with the same dude standing next to him. <laughs> he also had Aaron Gordon. <laughs> didn't think about it that way. That's a great point. The things that he didn't have was everyone else. Yeah. Right? There was no Michael Porter Jr. There was no Jamal Murray. There was no. So Vooch was Jokic. Vooch, at this point right now, if we went to him or if he was the only option on the floor, probably could still give us a lot of the similar things that Jokic is giving and winning MVPs for. The thing is, we don't go to Vooch. Nobody complains about Jokic being soft on the defensive end. You want to know why? Because no one cares about Jokic's defense. It's not good, by the way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the thing they care about with Jokic is how does he produce offensively? If Vooch was the number one on this team, we would talk about that more. But I, I think the, the thing for me with the Bulls is that you you have to you you have to continue upon what's working and finally start making some decisions to move away from what isn't. That that's gonna be the biggest thing with this team. And what's working right now is Zach Levine being the number one shooting guard, scoring focal point on your team. Yeah, I mean, and 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 the way that Zach's playing, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in the, in the next segment, but he's just playing great, and it's, and it's good to see. It's also, in this game, uh, to kind of focus more on the game itself, uh, the, the Chicago Bulls had 50 rebounds. They had 26 assists on 46 made baskets. They shot the ball 51% from the field, had less than 10 turnovers, and they forced the different Nuggets into having 11 turnovers and turned those turnovers into points as well. The Chicago Bulls also having nine offensive rebounds in this game to the Denver Nuggets, 11 offensive rebounds in this game. Here's what I'm going to say, because we're going to talk about Pat. We're going to talk about Zach Levine. Right. We already talked about a little bit of Vooch. Um who else surprised you in their play in this game? Now, not a lot of other players put up points other than the ones we've already named, but as far as, like, the other things on the court, the defense, the getting out in transition, those type of things, who else impressed you in this game? I thought, again, right, you, you got to talk about Patrick Beverly again because didn't do a ton of, like, the the crazy uh, 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 offensive things that, that mm -hmm. we don't really expect him to do, but I thought even, right, like, you were talking about Vooch driving to the bucket more. A lot of those were because it's a drive down to the bucket, attacking underneath, kicking it out the Vooch. Jokic has to close hard. He doesn't have an opportunity to be able to jump back. He's dang near bigger than Vooch. So Vooch can blow past him, get to the bucket. I thought he found Zach Levine in some nice opportunities. I thought he found DeMar DeRosa with some nice passes. And, I, and then on the defensive end, right, I thought he did an excellent job on Jamal Murray. And I thought that he did a, a I don't know if I'll say excellent. He did as best as he can when you got a dude that's nine inches taller than you standing <laughs> across from you. And Billy Donovan has you guarding him face up. You know what I mean? So I thought he did a pretty good job on MPJ. I thought that he did a really good job on Jamal Murray, and he was a difference maker tonight. What did you think about Alice Caruso's game? I, I looked at Alice Caruso's game as it was kind of an up-and-down game. That first half left much to be desired, but it seemed like in the second half 
He made more of an effort to get to the lane. He hit a couple of shots, got himself in rhythm. Then he started passing it out, finding other people. What did you think about Alex Caruso's game? Offensively, Alex Caruso is terrible. He's trash. Uh, yeah, trash. It, it's it, but again, I didn't bring Alex Caruso here to be this juggernaut offensively. The problem is he keeps getting open for these threes and he keeps taking them. Um <laughs> the defensively, though. I thought that Caruso did some nice things. I thought he, I, I mean, I thought he did what we brought him here to do. I thought, you know, the little tip passes that aren't, don't get recorded in the stat sheets to go down to steals, Which right? they need to start doing something about that. Dog I guess did. they're recording deflections now. They're keeping track of deflections, which they, they didn't do about 20 like, years ago. Deflections don't pop up on, like, the yeah. main stats, right? Like, I'm not going to lie to you. A deflection to me is a rebound, bro. It should be a rebound. If I jump up and I see you, and I see somebody coming, and I tip the ball into your hands because they finna steal this rebound. That should be my rebound. But no, that is counted as a rebound. No, if you if you rebound if a, if they the other were you saying you're not if saying I, if they shoot the ball you're saying in the if it's a pass. No, I'm saying if I if they shoot the ball and mm-hmm. miss, and I smack the ball that back, that's counted. That's counted as a rebound. I don't think so, bro. No, it is. That's counted as a rebound. If you hit the ball and you gain possession, it's counted as a rebound for the player that that touched the ball to help us gain possession. That's counted as a rebound. I thought it was counted as a rebound for the person that gains control of the ball. No, no. It's, gain, it's the person who deflects. If, if I hit it right to you now, if I don't have control over it, and then you get it. It's not. It's it's counting as a rebound for the person that gets it. But bro, I'm smacking this ball back. You better grab it and get about it. <laughs> but I think I think at the end of the day, right? Like it's it, there's always going to be the little things that Alice Caruso, um, doesn't do mm-hmm. that, or does the, these that he does do that show up on the stat sheets, and we're That's asking true. him to do a ton of things that he doesn't do. Yeah. Right. Like we're we're asking Alice Caruso to be a power forward right now. He didn't come here to be a power forward just because he defended Giannis on a couple of plays the right way. <laughs> right? Like That's probably the logic way. Billy Donovan did use to. I can I honestly see Billy I Donovan. Did, bro. <laughs> hey, he guarded Giannis on five possessions. He's a power forward. Put him in there. Uh, but. <laughs> With that being said, next up, we're going to be talking about P-Will a little bit more and the game that he had off the bench, which he had 30 minutes off the bench, which was huge. But before we do that, we got to give the the Nissan Aria electric player of the of the night. I'm giving it to, we talked about it a little bit before. I almost gave it to P-Will, but I do think you got to give it to Zach Levine because he was electrifying, giving some ducks, getting to the, uh, to the lane, getting, uh, you know, getting to the free throw line. Pat, who's your uh, Nissan electric player of the game? Ah, man, it's got to be Zach Levine, man. The way he rose up for that uh, buggy whip jam off of the yeah. nice pass. That Caruso, that was Caruso, wasn't That it? was Caruso, yeah. Hey, hey, that was, that was, a, uh, that was in the, the most electric play, and that was my electric player. Exactly. Electric, brilliantly fit, uh, fierce, fiercely elegant, stunningly powerful. That defines the game that Zach Levine had today. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs Pentier seat power uh, and, and premium intelligence all-in-one EV. The all-new electronic 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at Nissan.com. All right, Pat. We got to talk about the other Pat. Not Pat Bevel. There's too many Pats. We got to talk about P-Will. Get out here. P-Will, 30 points off the bench tonight, being in the game in crunch time and some of the most important runs that the Bulls went on. Alex Cruz only played 18 minutes. He played the Keith Bogan starter role today in, in a lot of ways. 
What did you think about the game that P. Will had off the bench for the Chicago Bulls tonight? But before before I answer that, I had to look this up because I had to make sure I wasn't tweaking. Mm-hmm. A rebound is credited to a player who gains possession of the ball after a missed shot. Merely tipping the ball does not constitute possession, even if intentionally tipped directly to a teammate. Whoever gains possession is credited the rebound. Hmm. A tip out does not count as a rebound because I remember looking at a game. The only reason I know this is because I remember looking at a game and I was like, Vooch has like 27 rebounds. <laughs> and everybody was like, how do you think that? And I was like, he keeps tipping the ball out. They were like, no. <laughs> but how did P. Will play tonight? He's the P. Will. It's like once every four games we get the P. Will we're supposed to get. Like once every four games, Patrick Williams is just like, hey, bro. You're not going to stand in front. And you know how we know we get him? He's, th- there's always some play where some dude's just in front of him. And he says, I'm going to go through you. I'm going to get this lay. And then I'm going to go shoot this free throw. And we got that tonight. First play from P. Will. I, of course, he's shooting the three ball well. He's just, it, it, let me ask you this. Doesn't it seem like on a night in and night out basis, the difference is P. Will is just cutting? Yeah, I saw P. Will more lately. More lately, it seems like he's cutting more. I saw him cut to the bucket so much tonight. I was just, I was literally amazed by how many easy baskets he got from passes to Vooch. I don't know, man. Like, I I, I love what we see from him. It, it, it is what we say with the Bulls, right? Show it to me again. I do love the fact that he also uh, is very Kawhi Leonard with it. <laughs> like legit I'm not saying he's gonna be Kawhi but Pat Bev came to him and was like that's how you play I love it keep it going Pat Will was like yeah <laughs> that's fair oh but I got something see I, I, I be right. knowing what I'm talking about in the right. official what, NBA what, rule book what we got it's, it's this uh, let's so uh, uh, the shot goes up. The <laughs> come on, come on. You know I gotta go to the official NBA. NBA.com. <laughs> if the ball, if a if a ball is tipped to another player, it would be considered a rebound for the player who tipped the basketball and not the player who caught the tip pass. Hey, bro, I'm not gonna lie to you. NBA.com been capping a lot lately. I don't know what's going. <laughs> on. NBA.com, bro. Me and kid had 15 different stats. <laughs> NBA.com all from the same website. Yeah. Bro, I was like, what the heck are we looking at right now, bro? But anyway, hey, let us know in the comments below. <laughs> What's the rebound? <laughs> they already know. They already agree. We got it. We got it. It's kind of like, come on, come on. Hey, he said that before, and I got a whole room from NBA. That, I don't know, bro. <laughs> it's the NBA's website, bro, <laughs> which probably also has the rule book on it, which probably also said <laughs> Exactly. I'm like, I'm not tripping. I'm hey, like, look, I read, I read this crap somewhere. I don't, know, I don't keep know. going, keep it going though, bro. People, no, keep no, going. I, I love it. I love it. We just had this random you dig. We brothers, bro. We know we got to be petty. We got to be petty. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think, I think at the end of the day, um, show it to me again. Keep going. Keep, yeah. keep playing this way. Keep cutting. That's all I'm asking. Keep cutting. No, he got, he got at least eight points tonight just off of passes under the bucket because he was cutting under the freaking bucket. Yeah, and and, and being aggressive, too. Like, uh, the thing that I love to see about people, and this has been the part of his game that I always wanted to see the, his game grow, 
is that because he is playing power forward and he usually has bigs on him, Patrick Williams' ability to put the ball on the floor, not many, not many bigs can stay with him when he has a head of steam. I love seeing him do that today. Now, he, he did it and got mid-range shots. He got open in the mid-range. He got some things like that. And I just love seeing that from P-Will. An aggressive P-Will really does change the dynamic of this team. And I don't say that to be hyperbole. It's it's true. It's evident. And when we see it, if you it passes the eye test. Yeah, I we need to we definitely need to see more um of it. And and it looks like he's finally becoming that player. And I think that that is a um it, it's a good step to see, but it's just a it's such a slow burn. And it's like, yeah. is this actually going to turn into something? Or is this just another flash in the pan? He's had, what, over the last 10, I think he's had two games where he's had 17. One game where he's had 16. He's got a 14 in there, right? Like, And then there's a bunch of sevens and eights. And it's just like, okay, but so who are you? Like, which, well, which thing, his, his, his output's going to be inconsistent just because of his role. But, I mean, much like... It's just it's, that's why I look at also the his energy shouldn't be inconsistent. The, the energy, and that's what I was about to say. Like the, the eye test of it, you should get the same effort. He's not always gonna get the same points output, he's not always gonna get the same rebounds, whatever. But the energy, like you said, the energy, the the effort, the aggression, that should stay the same. As long as that stays consistent, I think I think it, it helps the Bulls in so many ways. And again, Patrick Williams is starting to understand too how to pick his spots not only offensively but defensively. And it doesn't see it seems like P will starting to slowly gain that aggression back that we saw in his rookie year where he's not backing down from anybody defensively. Yeah. And you start seeing people that are technically maybe bigger than him try to back him down. And they're like, oh, you're not moving today, huh? And I love seeing those moments from P Will. Aaron Gordon had a couple of those tonight. So I and and I think, yeah, Aaron Gordon, bro, that boy, he's something else, dog. Like, he cracks me up because it's just like, Aaron Gordon, is he really that good of a player? And then, like, he scored, like, 11 of their last 12 points in the, in the third quarter, the second quarter. Yeah. It was like, what the heck is that? Um, but I, I I think, right, like, when I look at P. Will, the thing that I want to see consistently is just have a presence on one side of the court all That's night. Fair. That's fair. You know what I mean? Like, I and, and I, I'll be honest with you. Jimmy Butler's probably probably still a top five two-way player in the NBA, but at one point he was arguably a the top best two-way player two. in the NBA. Yeah. yeah probably right. Cause LeBron yeah. sometimes would take nights off a little bit. He probably was the best two-way player in the NBA at some points. Um, I don't know if it was consistently, but at some points LeBron still lived. Um, but on those nights you would see Jimmy Butler maybe put up 18, mm-hmm. 16, Right. The nice way he really had to clamp up. Like when yeah. Jimmy played LeBron, LeBron would have a tough night scoring, but Jimmy would take like 10 shots. Yeah. And it would be like five for 10. You know what I mean? So mm. not a ton of points. He's not shooting a, a ton of threes, not getting to the free throw line a ton, but he's making LeBron work. If Patrick Williams did that on the defensive end, I'd be okay with it. And I think that's kind of the player that, that he needs to try and turn himself into. I don't know if he's going to be a two way guy. But I think he can be a guy that he says, okay, I need to clamp up tonight. And maybe the scoring takes a dip versus being a guy like tonight where he literally could say, they're not playing no defense, no way. I might as well go out here and try to score. Yeah. And he just was able to do it because they weren't playing any defense. He had Michael Porter Jr. guarding the backside. Like, Bro. Nobody was going to do it. 
Bro. Michael Porter Jr. is in here guarding me right now. We, we, we talk about DeMar DeRozan's defense. Michael, I, I always joke, and I, I, I forget until I watch him. Michael Porter Jr. literally has no interest in playing defense. That's the worst None. in here. None. Damn, I wouldn't either. You give me $300 million without me doing nothing except shooting a basketball, I'm not going to play no defense either. He, he, was, he was who uh, Jabari Parker was talking about when he was like, they don't, they don't pay me to play defense. <laughs> <laughs> Jamari was talking about himself. <laughs> no, but I just, I, I think that, right, like, there's going to be nights where Patrick Williams has to pick and choose what's the best situation for him to be in. And he kind of has to just get to that point where, okay, tonight's my night to be offensive. Okay, yeah. tonight's my night to be on the defensive end. And it, that'll come with age. That'll come with time, hopefully. I, I, I'll ask this, and then, then I'll do the ad read, right? Like, what do we really want to see out of these players? And this is a question to the chat, and, and what I poise it because all of a sudden, Zach Levine's one of our favorite players again, right? We all Everybody loves him again. Zach Levine's defensive efficiency has gone down. His assists have gone down. Him playing the passing lanes as, as much has gone down. He has turned into an offensive juggernaut. And he's our favorite player again. Is that all we want from our highest paid player on our team? Here's the thing that I that I look at that with is that the defensive rating technically has gone down, but you could tell he's still active out there. And I, I when you're so elite at offense, it makes the other things forgivable, right? Like when Zach Levine was playing better defense and people weren't noticing it, all they were, were noticing was that he was shooting, he was shooting six of of, of 18, right? So, like, I think that how elite he's been offensively, if he can be that, it forgives a lot of other things. Like, and you don't necessarily expect him with the role of this team to, to get a lot of assists with how he's playing now. But that de- I, I, I still think that Zach's still having some of his best defensive games because he's active. He's focused. He's he's not getting blown up anymore and getting caught just out of position, not paying attention. Yeah. And if Zach does those type of things all next season, and it's going to be a season where he has to just – to focus on his game um, and hopefully not be dealing with the injury. If we come in and Zach starts off the season and what he's given us now, you're going to see a lot of those people who are trade Zach Levine be right back in love with Zach Levine. Yeah. I I, I think we're just in an NBA where it's all about being situational. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need you to be defensive player for 40 minutes because I see a lot of people that are just like, just be consistent, just – uh, uh, um, you know, uh, be efficient. Be and he was he was that on everything except shooting. But we were mad. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. He, he was that on everything. He was he was being a much more efficient defender. He was being a much more efficient on ball defender. Just playing a passer, and people were still calling him selfish. <laughs> like he was being a, a nice passer. You know what I mean? Like now nah, he was still turning the basketball over a little bit too much for me. But the passes we're getting through that we're getting through were nice, you know what I mean? Facilitating yeah. well. And Muzz just like, hey man, hey, he he got he 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 ain't living up to what we paid him for. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> now this man ain't passing the bas- basketball no more, putting up 30 points a game, 40 points a game. I was like, we're back on board. That's what I want to see. And it's like, wait a minute, dog. Like, hold on now. Uh, but hey man, if if that's what you're looking for from Zach Levine, let us know in the comments below. If you're looking for a delicious treat, though, we do have to tell you guys about Built Bar. If you're looking for something that will cut down on all the fat and calories, you got to try Built Bar. Hey, I'm going to tell you all this right now. I've been going back to the gym, as you can see, in a little bit better shape. Yeah, I mean, it's still fat. But uh, I've been going back to the gym, and 
The meal that gets me through my morning, I'm eating six meals a day. It's impossible to eat six actual meals a day. Two of those meals for me are built bars. I eat one before I go to the gym. I go work out. I eat one after I come from the gym. Why? Because they are only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, whopping 17 grams of protein. And you want to know what they are on top of that? Delicious. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. And now... You don't even got to go to Built.com, even though the promo code Lacto still works. You don't even have to go to Built.com to get your Built Bars. You can now get them at your local Walmart and or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart and walk into the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up the four-bar box of cookies and cream or the double chocolate or the coconut puffs. Surprised about the double chocolate. I I had the double chocolate because it came in the churro box. And I was like, that's a lot of chocolate. Not bad, though. Not bad. Surprised me a little bit. And then uh, if you're close to a Sam's Club, you can grab a 13-bar box with hit flavors like brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. All right, Patrick. Uh, I always love it when I say Patrick randomly. Uh, But now, (laughs) one player that we have not talked about very much today is DeMar. No, no, no. Emar Arnell E. Rosen. We haven't talked much about him today. today. Uh He got a steal today. He got three steals today. He deserves it. That's what I'm saying. He deserves at least. That was about to be a pause. Yeah, you uh, was about to be a DeMar DeRozan, which is, I'll catch you on that one. Uh, a stat line today, 17 points, six rebounds, eight assists, three steals, only two turnovers on six of 16 shooting. The question I want to present to you, as, uh, Pat, is do we need to see for the rest of the season DeMar DeRozan be more of a facilitator than score? Uh, we've been asking for this DeMar DeRozan since before the season started. <laughs> he started the season by saying, I want to see DeMar do less. Yeah. I've wanted to see DeMar do less the entire time because I saw how efficient he was when he was in San Antonio doing less. I saw how he moved the basketball when he was in San Antonio doing less. I saw how he even was a little bit better on the defensive end when he was in San Antonio doing less. Yes, DeMar DeRozan can be an absolute assassin. And there will be times where we need DeMar DeRozan to be an absolute assassin if he remains on this team past this season. But the DeMar DeRozan that allows to faci- that is allowed to facilitate, come out, move the ball around, attack at, at, at certain points, right? Get himself into still still taking the shots, right? What did he, what'd he take? 15 shots tonight? 16, 16 shots. 16, 16 shots, shots tonight, right? Still still getting some shots up, right? I'm not sitting here telling you, hey, go out there and take eight shots a game. Still 16 shots. But that DeMar is much more efficient, and the ball moves so much better, right? There, there were times, legit, where it felt like DeMar DeRozan wasn't on the court. Mm-hmm. Because he was just moving the ball around in the offense. Yeah. It'd be like, oh, the ball's in DeMar's hand. Oh, cash. And that's all I'm asking from this Bulls team. I I understand that there is a place on every team in the NBA for DeMar, but there is not a place on every team in the NBA for DeMar to be the focal point of your offense. And so if you're going to keep DeMar, if you're going to hold on to DeMar, if DeMar is going to be here past this season, although I swear to God, if you come out with continuity again, if, if your answer is we're going with continuity, we riot is that what you're saying we we riot for sure get the mob together uh i don't know if we can do torches anymore that was that was a tough time but uh we riot you know what i mean (laughs) okay 
<laughs> okay, all right. I, I got you. I got you. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're crazy. Um, oh man, wild time. Yeah, I love. Uh, there was time. There was a period in this game. I think I can't believe, remember if it was the end of the third or beginning of the fourth, where Zach Levine was on the bench, and the offense kept moving fluidly, and and Demar was picking his spots. And they were going through Patrick Williams, letting Pat, well, not going through, was going through DeMar, but letting Patrick Williams cook, letting Vooch cook. And I just looked and was like, this is the closest version of San Antonio DeMar that we've seen in a big game. And I just, I, I would love to see more of that version of DeMar DeRozan. I think it makes the Bulls a much more dangerous team. And I think, I think the biggest thing is that, is he willing to take that role here in Chicago? Think about who was his coach when he was willing to take that role. Yeah, a complete, yeah, one of the greatest of all time. Is he willing to take that role in Chicago? Because if he's willing to take that role, I'm willing to have DeMar DeRozan on this team pass this year. I'm willing to have DeMar DeRozan be a big part of this team because I'm going to be honest with you. He's a better passer than Zach Levine is. <laughs> this is he's, very true. He's, he's a guy to me that if he accepts the role, very much like, right, like I think of a player in Bulls history that had to accept a role, but it was to the benefit of the team. Ron Harper came to the Bulls and was a dog. He literally came to the Bulls to be Michael Jordan's replacement. Yeah. And then Michael Jordan came back. And he was like, I could throw a hissy fit. I can go get these rings. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, he was a 25-point-per-game player in L.A. Yeah. And came here to put up 10, 11, maybe have a game here every now and then. If DeMar DeRozan is willing to take more of a backseat role, I think it not only benefits the Bulls as a whole, but you're talking about individuals. Zach Levine, of course, because he gets to be the number one option. There's no questions about it. You still could be you still could be the guy taking the, the, the fourth quarter shots from the mid-range if we need one, because mm -hmm. I know that you're clutching those moments. I think it helps Patrick Williams because now you're giving the ball to Patrick more. We saw him facilitate the ball to P-Will tonight. P-Will be able to make plays. I think it helps Vooch because I think Vooch is more of a player that is going to try and find you the ball and is going to try and allow you to attack down low. So for me... I think a DeMar DeRozan that's taking those shots is better. I don't know if DeMar DeRozan thinks a DeMar DeRozan that's taking less shots is better. And that's really what it boils down to, right? You got to get you got to get DeMar to buy in and I don't know if we have necessarily the the strength in coaching to get him to buy into that uh philosophy, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, man. We'll see, man. Um good game though. Very I told you. I told I called Hayes before this game. I said, "We're going to win." He was like, what are you doing? he was like, bro, I don't know. I don't predict wins and losses with the season. And I was like, bro, it's the perfect game for us to win. And Vooch always plays well against Jokic. It's like he's trying to prove I'm the better Nikola. <laughs> the, the, the war of the Nicholas? Is that what we're <laughs> There is no better Nikola than me. <laughs> I don't know why I made him sound like Braveheart there. That was a bad impersonation. <laughs> but follow us on everything. At Locked Up Bulls, man, you can follow me on everything at Path the Designer. Appreciate you guys for showing love. Absolutely. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. -E. And thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen 
every day. Now for your second listen, go and check out Locked On Game to Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game uh, on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This has been Locked On Bulls. We up out this mug. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace. Peace. The new year is the perfect time to start building credit scores. Because when your credit scores increase, your opportunities do too. Like loan approvals and lower interest rates. Chime makes it easier to keep building your credit with a secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. You can use Credit Builder everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Chime helps you build your credit score safely by using your own money to make everyday purchases and on-time payments. To apply, just open a Chime checking account with a $200 qualifying direct deposit. And don't stress, there's no annual fee or credit check required to apply and get started. Start building your credit history and finding new opportunities with the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary.